UCM The Beat, the one and only radio station of the University of Central Missouri. Hello everybody and welcome to Taking the Snap. Coming up, we will talk about the NFL predictions for the season, a little information about me, trivia, and more. Only on UCM The Beat. So first off, my name is Colin Sumler. I am a senior here at the University of Central Missouri. I am 21 years old. My major is digital media production with an emphasis in sports broadcasting and reporting. Now, some of you might be thinking, how did you get into football? Well, that, my friends, is an excellent question. I got into football because, well, my dad raised me a Chiefs fan. But I never really got into it until the Alex Smith era, which was quite a while ago. It was like six years ago. I remember my first Chiefs game that I went to. I was in my sophomore year of high school. And we played the Raiders on Thursday night football. It was a very fun game, very cold. I had to layer up in multiple coats and sweatshirts, hats, gloves. Even had to get some hot cocoa during the game. Coming up, I will talk about why I believe the Chiefs are going to make the postseason for the eighth straight year. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food in our country than we know what to do with. Food at the grocery store and food in the vending machines, fast food, health food, and seafood. We've got so much food that anything people don't buy, we just throw out. Yet 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger. That ain't right. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Yeah, I made that up. It's kind of catchy. Hello, people. This isn't rocket science. We could solve hunger today. To start, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. That's a website, duh. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Taking the Snap. So let's go over some of the Chiefs' stats from last season. The Chiefs went 12-5, and five, which was good enough for first place in the AFC West. Now the AFC West this year, it's going to be a tough division. And I'll tell you why. Because there's lots of elite quarterbacks on each team. 
First off for the Chiefs, you have Patrick Mahomes. For the Raiders, you got Derek Carr, who I guess is an okay quarterback. For the Chargers, it's Justin Herbert. Herbert had a very good season last year and almost made it to the playoffs. But unfortunately, they were eliminated by the Raiders. And last, but certainly not least, we have the Denver Broncos. Their quarterback is now Russell Wilson, who they traded for in the offseason. They traded Drew Locke to the Seahawks in exchange for Russell Wilson. I don't know if this trade is going to work out yet or not. But with the Broncos having a new head coach, I think it is. Now, I don't think anyone should be worried about the Chiefs this year without Tyreek Hill. Now, the reason I say that is because... Well, it's because Andy Reid is the head coach. He's quite possibly one of the most successful head coaches in NFL history. He's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Now, let's go over the, the possible playoff bracket. So, Chris Sims of NBC Sports has the Chiefs in the AFC as the number one seed. Two seed is the Bills. Three seed is the Ravens. The four seed he put as the Tennessee Titans. The five seed, according to him, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Six seed is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the seven seed, rounding out the AFC playoff teams, is the Miami Dolphins. Now let's talk about the NFC seedings. The number one seed, according to Chris Sims, is the Eagles. The two seed being the San Francisco 49ers. The third seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by new coach... Todd Bowles, who switched from defensive coordinator to head coach during the offseason. The four seed is going to be the Packers. The five seed is going to be the Rams. The six seed is the Cowboys. And last but certainly not least, the Saints are going to be rounding out the NFC playoffs. I don't know if I agree with the Saints, but I do agree with the Eagles because they made a lot of big moves in the offseason. Possibly their biggest one was A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. 
Now let's go over some more stats from last season. So Mahomes had kind of a down year from previous seasons. He threw 37 touchdowns, which is a good number. But the interceptions were kind of high. He had 13 interceptions last year. Now the reason for that is because instead of taking what was given to him, he decided to chuck it like 75 yards deep trying to get to the end zone. And there were a lot of drop passes last year which kind of cost him but he has an outstanding record in the month of September. Ever since he became the starter for the Chiefs back in 2018, his record in the month of September is 11-2. and two. Now that's a pretty good record winning percentage-wise. And I also don't think anyone should be worried without Tyreek Hill because according to ESPN analyst Mike Clay, the Chiefs will lead the NFL in scoring this year. Now the reason he said this is because with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball, and Andy Reid calling the shots, they have the best offense. That, and along with their rookie wide receiver, Sky Moore, along with very big wide receiver help in the offseason, they got Juju Smith-Schuster from the Steelers, and they also got Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Green Bay Packers. So I'd say pretty successful offseason. And I think McCole Hardman is going to go off this year. Because without Tyreek his chances of becoming the wide receiver one are pretty good. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll be talking about the NFC and the AFC. All these divisions and who I think will win each division. And we will do it next, only on UCM The Beat. Hey everybody, Rachel Ray here. Nothing puts a bigger smile on my face than cooking up a big meal for family and friends. But there's not enough room at my table for the 17 million kids in America who are struggling with hunger. These children, that's one out of every five, often have to skip meals because there's just nothing to eat in the kitchen. Yet there's more than enough healthy, nutritious food produced right here in America to feed every last hungry child. If only there was a way to get it to them. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks collects surplus food to give hope to hungry kids and their families all across our country. But they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America at your local food bank and at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. I don't know if you've noticed, but we got a lot of food in this country. A lot of peaches, a lot of corn, a lot of apples, a lot of everything. 
We've got so much food that we can't even eat it all. So if we've got all this extra food, how are 17 million kids in America struggling with hunger? I just don't get it. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks gathers surplus food and gets it to the hungry kids who need it. They can get you food even if you live in Idaho or Alaska or somewhere crazy like that. This isn't complicated. We got extra food and we got hungry kids. Feeding America's done the math. Now it's your turn. Support Feeding America in your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. I know you got internet on your phone, so what are you waiting for? We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. And we are back! So first, let's list off the divisions. First, let's talk about the AFC West. Now, the AFC West is going to be very competitive this year. They have three... They have three great quarterbacks in that division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert... And Russell Wilson. They also have some elite head coaches in that division. They have two really good ones with Andy Reid. And entering his second year as the Chargers head coach is Brandon Staley. Now, I think the Chiefs will win this division. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I just want to point that out. I'm saying this because the Chiefs are quite possibly one of the best teams in the AFC, offensive-wise. Defensively, they kind of struggled last year in the first seven games of the season. But then they picked it up towards the end. And I was pretty happy. I think the Chargers will come in second the Broncos will come in third. And last but not least, the Raiders will be in last once again. And I believe that because they always start well in the season and then they choke it away. The AFC East, it's not even going to be close. I think the Bills take the division easily. I say this because in the offseason, they signed Vaughn Miller along with that incredible defense who was number one last year. And the Pats, the Patriots are going to come in second because Bill Belichick, as much as I hate to say it, is, is a really successful coach. His defense is very good. His offense, there's some holes in that offense. I mean, yes, they have Mac Jones, who had an okay season last year. But the Dolphins, they have Tyreek Hill, who I think was the biggest, that was quite possibly the most shocking trade that I think I've ever seen. 
Now, the Chiefs did offer Tyreek Hill some money, but he wouldn't take it because he wants to be paid. He's kind of like Orlando Brown because he wants to be the highest paid at his position. And I don't think it's a contest. The Jets are going to come in last. Because their team, it, there's a lot of holes. I mean, yes, they have a good quarterback in Zach Wilson. But their offensive line is what's going to kill them. And they have Joe Flacco starting in week one. The AFC North, I think, is going to be a competition between the Bengals and the Ravens. Now, the reason I say the Ravens is because they are a very good team when they're healthy. And the Bengals, they upgraded their offensive line in the, in the offseason. They did a very good job. The Steelers are going to come in third because Mike Tomlin is going to make sure that they don't choke it this year. And... I don't think it's a contest. The Browns are going to finish in last. Because they don't really have anyone at wide receiver except for Amari Cooper, who they got from the Cowboys. And that's pretty much it on offense. I mean, yes, they have a quarterback in Deshaun Watson, which once he comes back from his suspension which I still think should have been longer. They're going to be they're going to be competitive in the next probably 2 years if they're lucky. Now the AFC South I think is going to go to the Colts because they have one of the best running backs in Jonathan Taylor. And they also have a, have an elite quarterback in Matt Ryan. He made it to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 51. And the only reason he choked is because of his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, at the time. I got the Titans in second place. Because Derrick Henry is also one of the best running backs in the AFC. Now the Jags, I think, are going to surprise a lot of people this year. They're going to come in third. The reason I say third instead of last is because they have a brand new head coach. Urban Meyer's not there anymore. They have a head coach who led the Eagles to the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 52. His name is Doug Peterson. Now the Texans, they're going to come in last because they don't really have a quarterback. I mean, they have wide receivers, but... Their weakest spot is the defense. The NFC West is going to go to the Rams because Sean McVay, he led them to the Super Bowl last year. He's a very good head coach who knows what he's doing. The 49ers are going to come in second and they're going to make the playoffs with first-year starting quarterback Trey Lance, with Jimmy Garoppolo, 
being his backup. In third place in the NFC West is going to be the Cardinals because Cliff Kingsbury is a not a very good head coach. I mean, just look at him last year. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they snuck in there. They lost to the Lions. How do you lose to the Lions? And I think last place in the NFC is going to go to the Seahawks. They have Geno Smith starting in week one with Drew Locke as the backup. I think it's going to be a rebuilding year for the Seahawks. In the NFC North, I got the Packers once again because as long as Aaron Rodgers is in the NFL, his team has a good chance to win the division. Now, they don't have any quality wide receivers. They got rid of Devontae Adams. And they also got rid of Marquez Valdez-Scantling. The Vikings are going to come in second. Well, they have a new head coach. And it's because Justin Jefferson is one of the fastest receivers in the NFL. Now, the Bears... They're going to come in third. I don't really think the Bears have a chance because of that offensive line. The offensive line is it's in shambles. In the N Coming in last place in the NFC North is the Detroit Lions. The only reason they're hyped up it's because of that new show that's on Hulu right now. The NFC South is going to go to the Bucks because Tom Brady, as much as I hate to say it, he's the GOAT. The Panthers are going to come in second because they finally have an elite quarterback. They traded... For Baker Mayfield in the offseason. The Saints are going to come in third because their quarterback situation is not very good. No, no. The Falcons are going to come in last because look at their quarterback situation. They have Marcus Mariota who was a backup to Derek Carr for the Raiders last season. The NFC East, I don't think it's going to be very competitive because there's not a lot of good teams in that division. The NFC East is going to go to the Eagles. Second place is going to be the Cowboys. Third place is going to be the newly named Washington Commanders. And last but not least, Giants fans are going to get unlucky because their team is going to suck this year. Now it's time for a little trivia. So the last time the Chiefs played the Arizona Cardinals was on November 11th of 2018. Now Mahomes was the starting quarterback for the Chiefs in that game. Who was the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals? Was it A, Josh Rosen, or B, Kyler Murray. Also, what was the score of that game? Stay tuned until the end to find out the answer.
Now, I think the Chiefs have a very good chance of winning the division this year. Because, first of all, they have a very good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. They also have a good tight end in Travis Kelsey. They have a Hall of Fame head coach in Andy Reid. Coming up, we will talk about week one of the NFL season and who I think will win each game. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned next on UCM The Beat. What are all the things you witness online in a day? Cats playing piano, selfies on your feed, your friend's picture being turned into a nasty meme that's been shared 50 times, 51, 52. When someone's being bullied online, it's hard to know what to do. Now you can speak up with the witness emoji. It looks like an eye in a speech bubble, and it's in the symbol section near the clocks in your phone. You'll let the world know it isn't cool, and you'll let your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. 911, what is your emergency? My kid shot himself. All right, where's the wounds? 911, what's your emergency? Please help. My son shot his brother. 911, what is your emergency? 911, please state your emergency. Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire. Hey, this is Reba McIntyre, and I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about a serious problem right here in our own backyard. Did you know that there are nearly 16 million kids struggling with hunger in America? That's one out of every five precious children in this country who might not get to eat dinner tonight. But hope is just around the bend because there's enough healthy, nutritious food produced in this country to put a smile on the face of every last hungry kid. And that's when the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks steps into the picture. They collect surplus food, engaging their communities in solving hunger and giving hope to the hungry kids and their families. But they need your help. So join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. And welcome back to Taking the Snap. Now let's talk about week one of the NFL season. So last night was the Bills and the Rams. The Bills played a very good game. Josh Allen had almost a perfect game. I mean, he threw two interceptions, but he also threw for three touchdowns while rushing for another one. He threw for over 300 yards. Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup are as lethal as ever. But Matthew Stafford turned the ball over too many times. He threw two interceptions. And the only points the Rams scored last night was in the first half. They did not play well at all in the second half. Defensively or offensively. I had the... Rams winning that game at first, but then I decided to change my mind after halftime because the Bills' offense is very explosive. It's big play after big play. Now the Steelers and the Bengals play at noon on Sunday. And I got the Bengals easily. 
The reason I say that is because they upgraded their offensive line in the offseason. So Joe Burrow now has time to throw in the pocket. The 49ers and the Bears... I got the 49ers. I don't think it's really even going to be close. Now the reason I say that is because the Bears' offensive line is so bad. I mean, Justin Fields is back in the pocket running for his life. If you don't have an offensive line, you're probably not going to win games. The Patriots and the Dolphins should be very interesting with Bill Belichick possibly double-covering Tyreek Hill almost every single play. But I got the Dolphins... Because look at their receiving core. You have Tyreek Hill, who once again signed with them in the offseason. You have Jalen Waddell, also a very good wide receiver. A good tight end in Mike Gesicki. And... Uh, a pretty good quarterback in Tua Tagovailoa. The Colts and Texans are up next. And I got the Colts. It's not even going to be a challenge. Because Jonathan Taylor had a very good year last year. He had over... A thousand yards rushing. Now he is stoppable though. Just ask the Jaguars because. Well, the last time the Colts played the Jags, the Jags completely dominated them. All they did was run the ball the entire time. I mean, yes, they passed, but Carson Wentz is not the answer. He's just got too many injuries. For the Eagles and the Lions, I got the Eagles. Because they have a very good team. Look at their quarterback. The quarterback is Jalen Hurts. And they have some very good wide receivers in A.J. Brown. And they also have a stud running back in Miles Sanders. The Ravens and the Jets. I'm sorry, Jets fans, but I'm taking the Ravens. The Jets don't really have a good wide receiver core. They don't really have any offensive weapons. I mean, yes, Zach Wilson is good, but if you don't have an offensive line or a very good wide receiver you're probably not going to win. Oh boy. The Saints and the Falcons. I'm sorry, Falcons, but you're going to suck this year. I got the Saints winning. Both are very bad teams, in my opinion. I mean, the Saints don't really have a wide receiver. I mean, they did, but Michael Thomas is just injured too much. 
They also have a very good defense. And the Falcons, you're going to suffer this year without Calvin Ridley. Browns and Panthers. I got the Panthers. Because, let's be honest, the Browns don't really have a quarterback right now. I mean, yes, Jacoby Brissett, he's good, but he's not as good as Deshaun Watson. He's not as exciting to watch either. And the Browns don't really have anyone at wide receiver other than Amari Cooper. They don't have a quarterback that can throw like 70 yards down the field. As for the Jaguars and the Commanders, I got the Jaguars because now you might be asking, why the Jags? Don't they suck? Yes, they do, but they have a brand new head coach who won Super Bowl 52 in Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer is no longer there to ruin Trevor Lawrence's career. And the last time the Jags faced Carson Wentz, they beat him. And that was the last game of the season. For the Packers and the Vikings, I got the Packers winning that one. Because even though their receiving core doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore, they have a strong team under Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Giants and Titans. I got the Titans, honestly. And I don't think it's going to be even remotely close. Because Derrick Henry is most likely going to run all over the Giants' defense. They don't really... The Giants don't have anyone at all. I mean, they have Saquon Barkley, who is a very good running back. His problem, along with... Christian McCaffrey is they can't stay healthy. The Raiders and the Chargers both are very good teams. But I think I'm going to take the Chargers on this one. They're a stronger team with Khalil Mack now on their defense along with Joey Bosa and Derwin James, who just in the offseason signed the biggest contract ever by a safety. They have they also have a very good receiving core in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They also have a good quarterback in Justin Herbert. Herbert's one of those guys who he can be on one game and throw like 400 yards and four touchdowns. And then he has those games where he's like, okay, I'm just going to turn the ball over the entire time. The Chiefs and the Cardinals, I got the Chiefs easily. Cliff Kingsbury is not a very good head coach. I mean, yes, he got into the playoffs last year, but... I 
other than Marquise Brown and DeAndre Hopkins, they don't really have a lot of really good wide receivers. A.J. Green just isn't it anymore. Now, Kyler Murray is an elite quarterback, but with how weak their defensive line is now, Patrick Mahomes is going to have plenty of time to throw in the pocket. And under Andy Reid, the Chiefs on opening day are 8-1. and one. The only game they lost was in 2014. The defense, though, is going to have to step up and do their job. Because the Chiefs' defense, they always start off very, very slow. I mean, they were allowing like 30 points a game last year for the first seven games. 30 points! That's not a very good defense. But then, after they signed Melvin Ingram to be an edge rusher, then they started to get it figured out. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I think the Bucks and the Cowboys. I've got the Bucks winning this one. Even though Tom Brady does have some drama going on in his life at the moment, he's still Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. As much as I hate to say it, it's the truth. Dak Prescott doesn't really have any wide receivers other than C.D. Lamb. Because they traded away Amari Cooper. And the Monday night football game. I think the Broncos are going to have an easy win. Now I'll tell you why. Because they signed an elite quarterback in the offseason with Russell Wilson, who just got an extension. And I'm sorry, Seahawks fans, but Geno Smith is not really going to be it. Drew Locke is not going to be it. Pete Carroll is like 70 years old. And I think everyone remembers Super Bowl 49. When Pete Carroll decided to pass the ball on the one yard line. Instead of handing it off to Beast Mode Marshawn Lynch. He's got a little bit of a foggy brain. And this is this is gonna be a rebuilding year basically for the Seahawks. Because Drew Locke is not it. He had a not a very good season last year with the Broncos. Now the reason I say the Broncos also win is because they have a brand new head coach.
And this pretty much closes out all the games for week one. Now the Bills, once again, Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott once again proved why he's a very good head coach. And the 49ers, I mean, they still have Kyle Shanahan, which for those of you who don't know, which I'm pretty sure I don't know anyone who doesn't, They still have Kyle Shanahan, who choked a 28-3 lead at halftime in Super Bowl 51, which unfortunately ended with the Patriots winning another ring. Boo! And Super Bowl 52 winner Doug Peterson, along with that, they don't really have an offense right now. But in 2017, they had a really good defense. This is the Jags I'm talking about. I forgot to mention that. The Jaguars... They held Carson Wentz the last time to a touchdown, an interception, loss of turnovers on downs. And if I remember correctly, it was under 200 yards. The Texans, they don't have a defense whatsoever. They traded away Justin Reed to the Chiefs. Now let's go back to Chris Sims' playoff bracket for a few minutes. I agree with most of these picks. The ones I agree with, Chiefs being the number one seed. I think the Ravens get the four seed because their team is finally healthy. They had a ton of injuries last year. I mean, Marcus Peters got injured in the preseason. Marlon Humphrey also got injured. And he wasn't really back there to cover anyone deep. The Bengals, I feel like, get the three seed. Bills get the two seed. Assuming, of course, Sean McDermott doesn't choke in the AFC Divisional like he did last year with 13 seconds left. I don't think Miami's making the playoffs. I think it's going to be the Broncos. Now, the reason I say that I don't think Miami's going to make it is because they don't really have a good defense. They have a good offense, but if your team keeps giving up points, you're not going to win. 
if they're giving up like 30 points a game, you're going to need to put up like 40. In the NFC, I agree with the Eagles being the number one seed. I think the Bucks get the number two seed. The Rams get the number four seed because Sean McVay proved last year why he's still an elite head coach. Packers get the five seed. Cowboys get the six seed. I don't really think the Saints are going to make the playoffs. I think in place of them, it's probably going to be out of these teams. It's, I think it's going to be the Panthers. Because they have something to prove that they didn't waste all their time in the offseason trading for Baker Mayfield for nothing. Now Andy Reid is entering his 10th season as the Chiefs head coach. And I, I really like Andy Reid, but his only problem is his clock management. It's like we're up by probably nine points. Run, run, pass. And most likely a three and out. Which gives the other offense back the ball. And a chance for them to drive down the field and score. Now, I think the Cowboys are going to have a good time getting to Tom Brady because the Bucks' offensive line is kind of beat up right now. Which means that Tom Brady isn't really going to have time to throw in the pocket, which could lead to him getting a very serious injury. Now, I hope that doesn't happen, but he is, he's entering his age 45 season. He's very old, and I think he needs to retire after this year. All right, guys, this has been Taking the Snap with me, your host, Colin Sumler. The answer to our trivia question the starting quarterback for the Cardinals was Josh Rosen. And the score of the game was 26 to 14. Join me next week for week two of the NFL. I will be on the air starting at noon to hopefully talk about the Chiefs wins. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great weekend. 
and go Chiefs!